Hello, welcome to A Disciple's Tidbit, a small seed of information to help grow your faith. My name is Craig, and I want to invite you to sit back and enjoy this mini-episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's A Disciple's Tidbit. And what I want to talk to you about today is something is not very popular, but it is almost necessary, and almost every single one of us has been through it, and that is, of course, suffering, if you've seen the title of this podcast. So realistically speaking, every single one of us has gone through hard times. Generally speaking, it makes somebody a little bit more humble, thoughtful, self-reflective, and self-aware. Generally, these are also going to be your nicer people in the world because they've had it kind of rough, and they don't obviously want to be able to translate that into how they treat others and whatnot. So I want to talk about this on a practical basis and also biblically as well. So we'll cover the biblical side first because who cares what our opinions are? We want to hear what God has to say about it. So in John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me that you may have peace In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus is already promising his disciples, i.e. and also us, that we will have trouble in this world. But Jesus has completely overcome the world. Ultimately, everything in the end will turn out just fine because we will be on the Lord's side and we will be with him forever. Fast forward to Romans chapter 5, and the Apostle Paul had already made this argument, basically, that you can't earn your salvation, that it comes freely through faith and grace of God. It is based totally on God and not us, but he also does acknowledge there is going to be a component of suffering. In verse 3 of chapter 5, he says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who who has been given to us. And that ends in verse 5 of chapter 5. So the Apostle Paul, again, is reaffirming. We're going to have trial. We're going to have suffering. We're going to have tribulation. Not only that, but it produces good fruit in the believer's life. It's not a bad thing to go through it. You're not suffering as a result of any kind of wrong thing that you did or you didn't have enough faith. Sometimes God is just trying to chisel that which he doesn't want in your life out, and he's trying to teach you something. So the next time you go through suffering, look at it as a learning opportunity. Um, I had a boss of mine one time that I, I sat down with him because I was. it was a bit of a counseling session, and I said, oh boy, am I in trouble? And he goes, let's look at this as an opportunity to excel. And that's how we ought to view suffering. We ought to view suffering in the exact same way. It's not a factor of being in trouble with God. He's looking for us to excel and grow in him. Let's fast forward to James chapter 1. In verse 2, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So James is basically echoing the same thing that Paul said, that suffering in the end is actually a good thing. And I know in my own life, on a practical basis, I've gone through periods of time where um, you know money wasn't as plentiful, and I had to learn a lot about myself and my own spending habits 
realizing, of course, that money is a finite resource and that I can't just go out and buy whatever I want. I have to be frugal and I have to make sure that that resource is going to last and stretch it out as much as I can. And that was a relatively recent lesson for me. Some people, it's it's really tough. Some people get persecuted for their faith, which the Lord said we would be blessed if we go through such a thing, because essentially we're being counted worthy enough to go through a trial that was very similar to our own Lord, Jesus, who went through severe persecution. So if you're persecuted for your faith in Jesus, just know that in a way is an honor because God is counting you worthy to go through the same kind of suffering that the Lord went through. It sounds counterintuitive, I know, because none of us really likes suffering. The Bible even mentions that. It says basically it doesn't seem pleasant for the time, but it ends up reaping a fruit basket of reward. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But nobody likes it at the time. But also in the book of Hebrews, it talks about if we do not suffer as Christians, we may not be sons because the father disciplines those whom he counts as sons. Again, I am paraphrasing. But essentially, if you are a son of God through faith in Jesus Christ or a daughter of God through faith in Jesus Christ, you will be disciplined from time to time because what parent doesn't discipline their kids, right? It's the same idea. God will discipline those who belong to him. So if you don't go through suffering at all, for a long time, I didn't. And I was kind of kind of worried. And recently, I did go through a long, about a five and a half year period of it was pretty intense. And I look back and I kind of got mad at God for a little bit. And I feel kind of shameful about that now. But I look back and I'm like, golly, I learned a lot during that time period. So I want you to think about that when you go through some really intense, hard times. It is really tough to see the good and the righteousness that will come from your suffering. But I can tell you on an anecdotal level, on a personal level, that you will learn so much on the other side of the suffering. And suffering will eventually end. It will eventually come to a close because I'm, I'm convinced God lets us go through hills and valleys in our lives. If you live in a part of the world where it is very common for Christians to be persecuted, obviously it's just going to seem like one trial after another. In a way, consider yourself blessed because you're enduring the same kind of trials that our Lord did when he walked this earth. Uh, if you live in the West, like I do, trials will come and go. So it just greatly depends on where you are in the world and the plan that God has for your each individual life. Because it, it does appear like he does treat us as individuals and not as a corporate whole. So next time you go through suffering, whether you're a believer in Jesus Christ or not, think about that. But if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, I want you to pay attention to the segment coming up here in just a few seconds. At this point in the podcast, I want to reach out to you. And if you have never done so, if you have never entered into a saving relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that today. All you need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus was who he said he was. He was God in the flesh. Believe in your heart that he died for your sins and rose from the dead. Confess him as Lord. And the Bible says that you will be saved if you do that. 
If you truly believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he was, and that he did exactly what he said he would do for you, you will be saved. It is simply that easy. A lot of people say prayer, prayer. And that's great to confess and put your mind and your heart and everything through a process, if you will, to be able to embody what's already taken place in your heart. By simply saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. And now I confess you as Lord. Please take control of my life. And I want to follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. That's all you need to do. And your life will change. Your life will change, not necessarily materially, not necessarily in terms of the world, but your life will change as far as your relationship with God. And you can know for certain that you're saved. The Apostle John wrote that when he was pinning 1 John. He says, I write these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that you can hope, not that you can wonder, but that you can know. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, I have the links for the social networks that I am connected on in my bio for this podcast. I'm also available at Gmail at DisciplePOV, that's D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-P-O-V at gmail.com. If you have anything that you would like to convey to me, such as something you agree with, something you don't, or anything else, or if you did receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I'd love to hear from you today and to assist you on your new eternal journey.